Hi IT folks, hold on before you listen to this episode of the IT Standup, a series of the B2B e-commerce talk. I'm very excited to announce we changed the name of the podcast to B2B e-commerce integrated. Don't get confused if you still hear the old name, because this is an old episode that we recorded before we changed the name. So if you're interested in the new content, subscribe now to the B2B e-commerce integrated podcast channel. Don't forget to leave a review or rating and enjoy the episode. That's part of the business's drive to embrace technology is to see where we can, one, automate repetitive processes as much as possible and also provide consistency from a service levels perspective to our customers. And yeah, the whole adoption of cloud technologies and SaaS technologies has enabled us to do exactly that, where we can take a lot of the admin to the customer and just by them performing actions they would do normally, engaging with our systems in the back end, we've reduced our total cost of ownership from an administrative perspective quite significantly. Hello and welcome to the B2B e-commerce talk. My name is Arno and today we are doing an IT stand-up. That means we are interviewing the most important people in B2B e-commerce, our IT folks. So today I have with me Willem Pretorius from South Africa, IT manager at Montego Pet Nutrition. So welcome Willem. Hi Arno and uh, thank you for having me as part of your IT stand-up. Thank you, thank you for being here and yeah well I said it in my intro like always this is a stand-up, so we're always doing this at Sana with my own teams or with my management teams, checking what's your priority of today, etc., etc. So I'm curious also for you. So, yeah, Willem, can you tell me what was your priority of today besides of this stand-up, of course? Yeah, so my priority for the day was we concluded on one of our infrastructure projects last week. So mm-hmm. part of this week's priority is to onboard all the physical networking equipment that we've installed into our monitoring platform which enables us obviously to monitor availability to the business. Our network is quite an important platform. It's sort of the foundation for all our IT systems, obviously. And it's it's important that we can monitor that on a daily basis. So yeah, that was the focus for this week. Cool, cool. So any hurdles or obstacles? No, I must say touch wood. We've had a good week so far. I always say to the team, you must enjoy those weeks where it's going well. Because an IT has been changed quite quickly. So at this point in time, we've got one or two slight issues with data availability in the ERP, but the SQL team is working on that, but it's not mission critical. But besides that, touch wood, we are running 100%. Okay. Great to hear. Great to hear. Looks like you have things under control, so that's always good. So maybe any good news or successes to share from last week or from yesterday? From a company perspective, I believe from our sales team that we've had our best month from a turnover perspective. It was our highest turnover month sales-wise. So that's quite good to know. But we are under pressure from a commodity perspective. So all our raw material prices has increased based on what's happening in the world at the moment. But um, yeah, the team has Mm -hmm. got a good grip on the data within the systems and um, they manage the stock levels accordingly. Yeah, no, I can understand that. Everybody that I'm interviewing or talking to if it's customers, prospects, or people from the industry. Yeah, if you are in manufacturing or distributing business, everything is affected, let's say, with supply of supply chains, issues caused on the economic situation in the world and everything related to it. So, But it's good that you have things in control and actually great that you have 
such a successful month. So uh, congrats for that. Thank you. So yeah, probably listeners are curious, but Willem, can you explain to our listeners what your role actually entails at Montego Pet Nutrition? Yeah, so I'm the IT manager for Montego Pet Nutrition. I've been with Montego for four years now, and it's quite an interesting journey. The executive committee of Montego is quite technology inclined. They embrace technology, which makes my life a little bit easier. But yeah, my primary responsibility is to make sure that all the IT systems are functioning and that they are available, and then to try and reduce cost and make the systems more efficient where possible. So we've been on a digital transformation journey for the last Mm -hmm. seven or eight years, I would say, even before my time. Montego already started with leveraging digital platforms and systems to enhance the operations of the business. So yeah, it's a tall ask. Like I say, the executive committee are quite Mm -hmm. technical, but it's exciting because it gives me the opportunity to bounce new ideas from them and they grasp it quickly and we can enforce that much quicker into our business. Yeah. Great topics also to talk about today. And actually also nice to hear that your executives also have embraced actually technology because that differs sometimes from company to company. So maybe curious to ask as well. So what got you into IT in the first place? Maybe even before you started at Montego? Yeah, so Luke, I actually started out in mining engineering in South Africa. We've got quite a lot of Mm -hmm. mines and that's where my journey started. But I've always, even from school days, started off with playing network games and do a little bit of small developments and write applications. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. so I've always had that interest. And then I changed my career path quite quickly after leaving school to full-time focus on IT. Cool. I never did something else or actually grow in the industry and went from company to company, right? Yeah, I know. So I've worked in different industries. So oh, wow. I spent a lot of time in the financial industry. I worked at okay. the Stock Exchange of South Africa. So coming from a financial background, doing IT into a manufacturing environment. There was a, a bit of a change for me, but one that I embraced. I've always had a mechanical feel to things. So yeah, enjoy the manufacturing landscape and see how IT can support business. That's my goal. Cool. Nice. That's always a great mission, right? So let's dive into a deeper in certain topics. So you already mentioned a little bit about cost and so on. So you have recently commissioned a research done by a company called Sapio. So they survey around yeah, even more than 1,000 IT leaders and professionals all over the world. And yeah, we wanted to get their opinion you know, from these IT leaders about B2B e-commerce and what it entails for them. So we have compiled the survey into a nice IT and B2B e-commerce tech report, of which the first theme, yeah, we are going to, let's say, launch this in multiple themes, but is around cost and risks. And yeah, this first, let's say, piece of the survey will be launched at the beginning of July. So stay tuned for that. And we'll definitely share more about it later on. But to already touch a little bit upon what was shared in that report or from our survey, we know that let's say 55% of the IT managers top challenge is high cost and low budget. So how is that at Montego? Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's part of the business's drive to embrace technology is to see where we can one, automate repetitive processes as much as possible and also provide mm-hmm. consistency from a service level's perspective to our customers. And yeah, the whole adoption of cloud technologies and SaaS technologies has enabled us to do exactly that, where we can take a lot of the admin to the customer mm-hmm. and just by them performing actions they would do normally, engaging with our systems in the back end, we've reduced our total cost of ownership from an administrative perspective quite significantly with the adoption of SaaS technologies and, and digital platforms. Yeah, we had a talk before. What is interesting to me is that you actually started 
that journey already quite some years, I think. 2014, back, yeah. right? Yeah, 2014. So you guys were one of the early adopters, I would say, on such a scale. So yes, that was first with another platform, mm. but maybe you can explain a little bit from yeah how that there started or what was the challenges and so Yeah, no, 100%. Thanks, Arno. So our previous financial transactional system was called the Sage Evolution 200. Yeah. And yeah, we hit a bit of a T-junction with regards to that technology where we were forced to upgrade it. But with the upgrade came a significant change to the database model. And the Exco team prior to me joining Montego obviously mm -hmm. invested in some third-party developed platforms that integrated yeah. with this legacy financial transactional system. So yeah, we hit the T-junction where we decided it makes more sense for us to invest in ERP based on the business requirements on that time, that was real-time stock accuracy. So that was one of the business requirements is to have more visibility on stock and stock movements within the company and across all the sites. And for that, you need advanced warehouse management systems, obviously. So yeah, then we decided we're going to rather, instead of upgrading and investing time and effort to redevelop these custom solutions, we're going to look at a single platform that will provide us with all these requirements out of the box. So we, we had a custom-built B2B platform where our retailers log in and place their sales orders. And that was obviously trickle-feeded back into this transactional system. So we've decided to go with Microsoft Dynamics 365, Finance and Operations. And the e-commerce platform that was recommended for us to investigate was Sana e-commerce. And yeah, after a couple of sessions with Sana and demos, it looked like a good fit for us to go with. Yeah, so, and of course, great to hear. But let's touch upon a little bit more on still in the past. I think it's good that you already said, hey, okay, let's start with digitalizing things more automated, let the retailers purchase things. And you mentioned stock accuracy is, is important for you. Can you maybe elaborate a little bit on, on that more? Because you're manufacturing pet nutrition, right? And so is, is there some specifics there that is, there where stock is important? Yeah, so look, We've got 14 distribution centers throughout mm -hmm. South Africa, and South Africa is quite a, it's a decent-sized country from a logistical mm -hmm. perspective. And our founding directors, their motto is the customer is king. So it's typical the same as, as what Amazon adopted. So for us to be able to deliver product as quickly as possible with quality in mind to our customers is very important. And the only way you can really do that is to know what stock you've got on hand, right? So yeah. yeah, to have that availability on the Sana platform when people place his orders, to see exactly what stock we've got available based on the distribution center he gets service from is the value we provide to our retailers and the ease of business is just gives us a, a massive advantage. No, I understood. And yeah, back in the days, that was, I think, simply not possible or very, let's say, error prone or maybe also a lot of manual work to get the stock levels right and stuff like that, right? Manual capturing. So, I mean... Yeah, you know, back in the day, we did physical manual stock takes every morning just of our raw materials oh, yeah. and also of our finished product. So, yeah, it's quite labor intensive and like you say, mm -hmm. prone to errors because you've got human interaction with that. So that obviously yes. got replaced with digital scanners and barcoding and, and, and labels that we used to pick and put the stock and do stock movements within the business. Yeah, and it's great to hear then that you, hey, you started a journey in digitalizing, automating it and actually doing so, reducing costs. So what do you do with the extra budgets that are coming available then? Ah, you know, we go <laughs> go to the Kruger National Park and look at all the animals. No, I'm joking. So yeah, we <laughs> we actually use that budget and we allocate it to our marketing team that can now, mm -hmm. based on the data that we generate within these integrated systems, 
we've got more visibilities as to what customers are doing. And obviously with uh, Sana Customer Insights, we've also got more visibility to see exactly where we can spend marketing or promotional budget on to incentivize customers to place more orders with us. So to answer your question in short, it goes towards our marketing budget. Yeah, no, and looks like you're successful with that because you had your biggest month in yeah. terms of revenue and revenue growth. So that is uh, that seems to work. And I think since you started so early, I think the adoption of your B2B platform is also pretty high, right? So can you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, so we were very fortunate is that we've already had a platform. And obviously, when we launched the new platform, it gave us an opportunity to do a little bit of PR and marketing again. And to also incentivize people to place orders via the new platform. But yeah, we were fortunate enough that we had a platform already. So I think 62% of our sales were generated on the old platform. And I think we've upped that now to 71% on the new Sana platform. So yeah, definitely good adoption from that perspective. Oh, that's great. And actually also, we obviously we know how our customers are performing. And like with Sana Commerce Insights, the product you're using as well. We are gathering data and of course, not everybody can see everything, of course, but I had the time also to look a little bit. And if you compare your performance with other customers, I think you're doing an awesome job and 70% is really, really high. And also the growth is at a good pace. And I believe, yeah, the other 30%, right, is still part is EDI. I believe you mentioned nine or 10%. Yeah, Yeah, that is anyway, that will probably not change because these big retailers will use that for now. But then there's still the mission to get the other 21%. Yeah, no, in. 100%. That's actually our goal is to get the remaining customers that's not placing their orders on the platform onto mm-hmm. Sana. Yeah, that's the mission. Yeah, no, cool. Yeah, so another important topic or thing what was mentioned or was surveyed in the report is that 188 orders are at risk every month due to downtime on B2B e-commerce platforms, integration issues or related to that. So that means that on... Yeah, average companies are yeah, feeling the pain if these systems are not working together. You mentioned especially with pricing and stock, it's important to have accuracy there. So can you explain a little bit how it is for you now, Montego? So do you have any order errors on what is the case then or how do you solve it? Yeah, no, so I think even the discussions I had with your team long ago, like three, four months mm-hmm. ago, I expressed the sentiment from the Matiga management team about the ease of integration with Dynamics 365, which is our ERP system. Yeah, and, and just how easy it is and the visibility that we've got with the built-in administrative tools in the platform. Previously, we had to rely on the third party who did the support for us. So whenever we had issues, we had to rely on them to give us feedback as to what is the root cause, why are we down, why are we not receiving orders? And now we've actually got that visibility right within the team. And then I also have to say, I can't recall that we've actually had any downtime on Sana yet. I can look at the stats, but yeah, so it's it's a very solid platform. The integration is, it, it just works great. In the past, when we had to do price increases, it was quite a manual, laborious process where we had to do our price increases on Excel spreadsheets, import it into the transactional system, then do another export and send it to the third party. And they had to do an import on that side. And then we still had to try and match it up. It was quite a mission. And now we do the price increase in one place, which is the ERP system. And it just trickles through to Sana, which is great. Yeah, nice to hear. And uh, yeah, it sounds like before it was a pretty labor-intensive process. You yeah. were already explaining it for almost a minute. So <laughs> I can imagine if you need to execute it, that it is uh, that it's much longer. Yeah. So yeah, no, that, that's definitely why we designed this and why we 
trying to convince other IT managers that there is a better world out there. And if you embrace integration or let's say, let systems work together with all those different systems compose, let's say your e-commerce solution, B2B e-commerce solutions like you are having. So it is perfect example. So the, the pricing example, and I think in B2B e-commerce, you probably know, but a lot of others do not know, but yeah, pricing can get complex pretty quickly, right? I think you're mostly selling in South Africa, but you also do international, yeah. right? Yeah, we've got about 17 international countries that we okay. export to. And it's very competitive. I mean, we are the largest privately owned pet food manufacturer in Africa. But I mean, we've got big competitors on an international platform. And you need to be able to adapt quickly to market changes. And one of those things is to adjust your pricing. And then if your systems doesn't support that, it makes it quite difficult. And again, you want to make it as easy as possible for your customer to do business with you. And if the administration mm-hmm. process is a nightmare for them, then they're going to just move their business somewhere else. So yeah. again, for us to make those price adjustments as quickly as possible, and it reflects on the platform within seconds, it definitely gives us an advantage. So our sales team and executive marketing team, they've got the tools to be able to adjust to market scenarios way quicker than we used to be able to in the past. Yeah. And then uh, not even to imagine or to think about, let's say, the order errors that happen if you are having you know, these things in control, right? Because yeah, people are placing orders 24-7. Maybe there is a wrong price or whatsoever. And then they start calling, right? And that is actually what you want to avoid. 100%. Yeah. So then, we, I mean, we don't have a 24 by 7 call center. We work normal office hours. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you say, I can sleep sound at night knowing that our customers can log in at 10 p.m. in the evening and place an order. And given one or two scenarios, I mean, they should be able to do that without any problems. Yeah, no, no, that's exactly where you want to be at as an IT manager or director. So yeah, the third thing from the report is also that, yeah, adoption. We, we touched upon it already a little bit in the beginning of our chat, but according to the survey, only a third of IT leaders felt the adoption of the platform exceed their expectations. Now for you, I think you're definitely part maybe in even bigger or let's say better group. And so I think it's more than exceeding expectations, but there is still a mission for this 21%. So is there any game plan to get this last 21% in? Yeah. So look, what we're going to do is I know from the sales team side, they've got some nice campaigns and promotions planned mm-hmm. for the year where if you place those orders via the platform, you get a discount or we can give you some other um, complimentary product for free. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That is the focus. We're going to do it via promotions and campaigns. All our customers that exist on the ERP are already created on SANA because it just integrates. We've already got those profiles set up. So it's literally working with that customer, holding his hand, showing him how easy it is to actually place orders on the system. And it's not just placing orders on the system. It's also to have visibility of his account, you know, his account statements, historical invoices, available balance because we work on terms and limits with our customers. So, I mean, yeah, it's almost like an omni-channel platform where they can engage with us. One added benefit was also the return orders, which we are managing that via the sign-up platform as well. So we will never force our customers to do anything, but we will make it easier for them to do business with us if they use the platform. So now it's quicker and easier for them to log a return on the platform as to typing out an email, submitting physical paperwork. They can now actually go and recall an invoice and do a return based on an invoice that's sitting on SANA that directly speaks to the ERP. So, I mean, it's just, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, there are some people that are a little bit more reluctant to adopt new technology, but 
once they can see the benefit. And I mean, for us as tech people, the benefits are obvious, but it's working with our sales department and our sales consultants to work with their customers and show them the benefits. So sales orders is just one benefit, but it's actually a lot more than that. No, true. And that, yeah, we call it actually more, let's say, uh, one of our values. I really like your company values that you say, hey, we have an entrepreneurial spirit and we want to make it easy and to do business with yeah. us. Quality, high quality is, of course, also one of the things you want to achieve, which is obvious. But with Sana, or let's say yeah, the, the value proposition of our product, one of the pillars is also what we call total customer convenience. So, And it's not only about placing the transaction, but everything around it should be just easy to do for our customers to do so. So, you know, look up a credit note or making a return order or yeah. check a price or whatsoever. Everything is possible. Pay an invoice online. The possibilities nowadays in the product are endless. And we believe strongly, and also that's actually seen in the investigation that we're doing, is it's in the end not only about the transaction, but we are focusing on making sure that with the product, with the tool, you can actually build that relationship with the retailers and the customers that you're having. And doing so, yeah, the transactions will follow. Like you just mentioned that you have such a successful month, right? So, oh, no, 100%. Yeah, no, great insights. And definitely good to hear that, yeah, let's say, you have such an entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, how is that with the relation with your executive team? You also mentioned a little bit in the beginning, but they embrace technology. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, how is your role there? Are you, let's say, more like an IT manager that's just solving tickets or requests from and, you know, your executives do this, do that, or this is wrong. Here's an error. There are a hundred issues here. Or is it more like, hey, looking at the business opportunities and work together? So Yeah, no, most definitely. So we are fortunate. We're part of a level within the company called top management. And we've mm-hmm. got a monthly meeting with our executive team as well, where we get a lot of insights into the business. Um, they actually share the mm-hmm. income statement with us on a monthly basis. So you can see actively what value you are adding to the business. And I think the average age of the people working at Montego is 38 years old. I mean, that includes our owners and our directors and executive team. And they forever in a day looking at new trends and new technologies. We just attended Interzoo in Germany a couple of weeks ago. And they obviously come back with questions and trends. And then, and then they want to see how we can use that into the business from an IT perspective. One of the challenges we've got now, which we're already working with your team, is the adoption of our export customers onto Sana. And mm-hmm. there we are working with minimum order quantities, like you cannot place orders with us if you can't fill a container or you need to order X amount of pallets. I mean, so that's the next challenge for us, but we've already engaged with the SANA development team and it's all doable. Like you said, most of the things these days that you can dream up are doable. For me, it's you have to partner with the right vendor and that's extremely important. So yeah, to answer your question, my MD comes and spends a lot of time. Like I say, he's a technology geek, so to speak. And he's always got mm-hmm. new plans and ideas. So it's very exciting. Cool. Yeah, no, that's definitely, I think, a good formula for success, of course. It's sometimes also different in companies. And I think you're in a good position there. So you also mentioned, yeah, you're automating processes, not only with, let's say, with Sana in that sense on the platform, but maybe also with, of course, yeah, the Dynamics 365 ecosystem, different products there that you can combine, or maybe also other ones in your landscape, tools like Power Apps or Power BI. Maybe you can elaborate a little bit more about that. So how your landscape looks like or what you're all doing to automate more stuff for the business. Yeah, so I think we've only been live with Dynamics for seven months now. We went live okay. last year, November, and we've already identified mm-hmm. certain processes that we're going to need something like 
and robotic process automation platform, which is either Microsoft Power Apps or some third-party mm-hmm. tool. But the reason why we went for Microsoft Dynamics is you've got this ecosystem of low-code, no-code applications available that enables us to write these forms or little Power Apps. And the nice thing about the ecosystem and the integration with Sana and the fact that we've got access to the administrative backend of Sana is we can easily embed these pages onto the Sana platform and make it available to our customers. So instead of investing in another CRM platform or uh, omni-channel platform, we can just enhance the platform we've got with the built-in tools in the Microsoft ecosystem. So yeah, that's also part of the journey for us is to see where we can enhance the existing system with some of the other third-party tools available in the Microsoft stack. No, yeah, definitely. And that is also for me, eh? sometimes you hear these trends in the market and I also strongly believe in them. Eh? For example, in composability and so on. But I also believe there is also different shades of composability in that sense. So you have, of course, products that expose APIs. We do that as well. Mm. So if you want to go all the way and you want to, you know, you have your development teams or your huge enterprise companies and you just want to use our GraphQL APIs or you have actually different APIs that you can use for different purposes, you can do that. But there is also a big group of companies and actually you're also actually reasonably sized company, actually large company, but do not have this big development team Mm. by yourself, but you still want to make changes. And you can also do composability just by using low-code, no-code platforms that you can create some new functionality or automate something with a robotic process automation, for example, or create a certain form to digitalize a certain thing, which is otherwise manual and embedded in the different systems, right? And that is with Sana, as you mentioned, you can do that by yourself and you do not need any developer actually to do so, right? You, yeah, a little bit technical mm. skills is always, let's say, nice to have, but it's not a necessity. So we strongly believe in these two worlds and that's also why we heavily invest and keep investing in, in things like the visual designer, but also embracing the different ecosystems in the world. So yeah, that you can, let's say, swap components or yeah, make the best possible B2B e-commerce platforms for our customers like you and that's also great to hear that you're using it because yeah i think coming back to the beginning where you shared okay you had this bespoke build or platform so yeah if you wanted to change something there how did that went there right so now you can do it yourself as you mentioned but how did that go back in the days yeah back in the day we had to send a requirement through to the development company and then they had to come back with a proposal and that goes back and forth and eventually it gets accepted or declined or whatever the case might be. And then, yeah, I mean, the amount of money we would pay just to change our logo, we went through a phase where we changed our company identity and we mm-hmm. we had to update all the CI across all the platforms. And yeah, it was a mission to just get something as small and little as that done. Yeah. And now we've actually, in the past, it used to be IT that worked with the platform. And now we've exposed mm-hmm. that to our CRM department, our customer relationship management department as well as our marketing department and our data's department. So all of us have got a role within Sana. It's not just an IT system anymore. It's now the business can actually use it. So yeah, no, it's much easier. Yeah, and that saves you a lot of time and money, obviously, and also a lot of frustration because you can just make the change right away, right? So that's that's also how we envision this and, and how we want to use it. So I'm great and happy to hear that you are so successful with that. So yeah, maybe to conclude because we already talking for i think more than 30 minutes but it's a very interesting story yeah any goals for the future or big missions that you're still working on yeah so i think our company goal is to become the preferred pet food manufacturer on the african continent and hopefully expand that into europe and the united states and the east potentially 
and then to try and be as digital as possible company with regards to our mm-hmm. IT systems and platforms and to make it as easy as possible for our customers to engage with us and to obviously reduce that 21% that still places orders via traditional platforms and, and get them on board the SANA platform. I think the biggest challenge for us is now is to accommodate all our international customers on, on one platform. We don't have any other production facilities outside of South Africa at the moment, but that could change going forward. But for mm-hmm. now, we manufacture in South Africa and then export from here. So it's that complete end-to-end supply chain visibility to our customers to see what they've ordered, where it is, how long it's going to take to be shipped to them. So it's all about the customer for us working on our digital platforms. Cool. Yeah, no, that's a great mission. And we call that actually here also one of the values that we are having in the value prop is what we call constant evolution. So that companies like you can constantly evolve exploring new regions or countries. And I think you are totally set up for success here with the platform uh, that you are having. And that is also, if you look at the numbers uh, happening already. So congrats with that. And yeah, thank you, Willem, for this very nice talk and for taking the time. And once all the other... 21% 21% is on board. Maybe we'll have a, another chat. So, but thanks for now and yeah, wish you all the best. Thank you so much, Arno, and all the best for you and you guys. Eh?